Hi, and thanks for tuning in to episode 32 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to create genuine connection with your community. I'm Amelia Veal, and by interviewing a wide range of people who have built successful communities, I share tips for great communication. In today's episode, I had the absolute privilege of talking to David Walk, Chief Executive Officer for the St Vincent de Paul Society in South Australia. Having worked in a range of leadership roles within commercial and not-for-profit sectors, David was drawn to the Society as a way of utilising his business expertise to ensuring critical support services are maintained for people who find themselves at a vulnerable time in their lives. He talks about not overinflating his role among the many people who make Vinnie's services possible, about uniting the not-for-profit and corporate worlds, and he stresses the importance of the human touch in effective communication. This is David's version of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for joining me today, David, on our next episode of Be The Drop. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Amelia. And I see that you've brought in your items of significance and you explained to me about both of these and I just couldn't possibly decide one. So can you perhaps explain both of these items to us because they're so lovely. With pleasure. So a few years ago I went to St Thomas School in Goodwood and they presented me with a, a cheque. And they also presented me with this rug that had been made by their knitting club. So each child in the knitting club had come up with a different design, so the red and white and the gold and, and so on. And uh, then they'd put them all together. And as, as you can see by the size of the rug, there are a lot of children involved. And during the presentation, uh, they were asked to stand up at their school assembly, those that had contributed to the rug. And a couple of dozen children stood up, which was really nice. And the young girl that gave me the rug asked me if it would keep a poor person warm that night. And uh, it just melted me. And I thought it was just a, a fabulous thing. And I, I committed to her, yes, it would. But what I've done with it is I keep it in my office. And every time I have someone of influence in my office, I put a bit of pressure on them by saying, this rug that is just in the coffee table, that's to keep someone warm tonight. And you're going to be the person that helps me keep someone warm tonight. So, so that, that's the role this rug has played for me. And it's been very successful in doing that. The other item that I had to bring along was a, a set of cufflinks. So this set of cufflinks was found by a friend when they were cleaning a home, um, actually down at Christie's Beach. And the person whose home they were cleaning was a volunteer dozens of years ago, I suspect 30 or 40 years ago, and they were giving the cufflinks as a sign of their service to Vinnie's. And he didn't have any use for them anymore, so he said to the cleaner, will you take them? And he said, well, I'll give them to someone at Vinnie's. So they've ended up with me. So what they they do is remind me of the thousands of people that have volunteered for Vinnie's in the past and the thousands that we do have now. That's the first thing it reminds me of. And the second thing, just because they're cufflinks and the, the formality of wearing cufflinks, it reminds me of the connection we need to have to corporate world and getting people understanding that are more interested during the day about profit. And I, I understand and, and accept that as their lifestyle. But those that have profit as a driver, get them to understand that there's a whole lot of people on the other side of life who are just looking for their next meal, not the next dollar. I'm really interested to know, now we've heard a little bit about how you're connected with your community, David, exactly who this community is. The community that Vinnie's deals with is very broad, Amelia. We have those that are homeless, literally, those that are on the edge of homelessness, 
we have volunteer groups, we have the people that support us, and of course our staff group as well. So the, the Vinnie's public, if you like, is, is very broad from the Commissioner of Police through to the person that's living on the streets tonight. So that is quite a broad and diverse community. What is it that you think is the most uniting aspect that weaves in between those different and disparate groups? That Vinnie's is genuine about our desire to help people. We don't ask why, we don't ask the circumstances behind their situation, we just offer to help. So there's a whole lot of people that are really keen to provide that help and there's literally thousands that need our help so, so that Vinnies have a genuine desire to provide assistance. I think that's the common thread. Yeah, and so just, if I just take a step back there, thinking about this community and the, the different groups that you've got, can you just give us a little bit of context around those primary role that Vinnies plays and, and how that weaves in around your community? So for, for those that are homeless or are on the edge of homelessness, Vinnies might be their only option to get a meal tonight. So we have a Fred's van service that operates in 10 locations around the state and it serves 40,000 meals a year. So quite literally, there are a lot of people that rely on that provision of food as their only contact in a social sense that they might get for 48 hours. For many of them, it's their only meal in that day. So, so there's a, a community that is created around each Fred's van service, be that at Kilburn, be it at Elizabeth, be it at Aldinga, be it in the city. That, um, that relies absolutely on what we do there. So, so that, there's the connection for that group of volunteers and for that group of people that are on the edge or are literally homeless. In terms of the, the other aspects, the big end of town, if you like, we're providing the vehicle for people to get involved and for, for people to do something that makes them feel pretty good about themselves. And make a difference. Certainly makes a difference. Well, a meal is a difference for the obvious reasons between absolute destitution and having some, some hope in that tomorrow might be better. Hmm. And you mentioned to me earlier three sort of key areas and that you're very clear on making sure that Vinny sticks to those areas. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so we had a few challenges some years ago where we were in a bit of financial strife. So we had to strip everything right back and understand very clearly what Vinny's is about with, with absolutely no ambiguity at all for the staff and for those that volunteer with us. And the three areas are quite simply food, shelter and clothing. So we're, we're very keen to remain focused on these three areas as the most basic need for every human. Mm. It's, it's so fundamental. And with that, you know, how do you find the interplay of you know, the homeless people that are coming and accessing your services and how they feel and, and how they, they're, as a person, their individual self-worth and, and what they bring into that organisation and, and what you give back? How does that play out? Well, I suppose part of the education we provide through induction and through other methods is that the integrity of the person that we're serving and the, the dignity is absolutely fundamental and a, a prime driver for what we do. So every interaction we have with someone that's challenged or a companion is, is how we refer to the people that we support. Every interaction with each companion is meant to provide them with more dignity. So they leave that experience, whether it's at the Fred's van service, whether someone's coming to their home to provide them some assistance with, with whatever challenge they face in their domestic situation or any of our other services, hopefully each time they feel just a little bit better about themselves. Mm, absolutely, and, and the use of the word companion, I mean, that's really important in, in setting dignity from the very outset. And that's the intent, that the companion, we're walking side by side with you on this journey. We're not, we're not leading you, we're not following you. We're, we're next to you and hopefully 
the path we travel together is a, a better one. Mm, that's really important. And another important component of this community we, which you've touched on, but I'd like to understand a little bit more, is the volunteers. Now, you know, I can't remember the number of volunteers you mentioned, but it's quite significant and a large part of the organisation and the ability for you to provide the services that you do. So at the moment we've got around 3,000 volunteers, which is the highest it's ever been. And Vinnie's is an organisation that is absolutely geared up for volunteers. So it's the staff that support the volunteers rather than most organisations where the volunteers are supporting the staff. It's absolutely the other way around when it comes to the St Vincent de Paul Society. The staff are very clear in understanding that the work we do is supporting those out in the field. We get the air conditioned office, we get some comfort. It's the volunteers that are doing the home visits, it's the volunteers that are buttering the bread to take out for meals at night. They're the ones doing the hard yards, so we just support them and providing opportunities for them to, to do their stuff. And so really, does that mean that that mechanism where the volunteers are the ones that are, are really providing a large degree of this work, does that mean therefore that money that's donated or raised, a, a larger majority of that can go directly to the people who need it? Precisely. So in terms of the value that Venice provides to the community, our, our organisation is geared up very much, and, and it wasn't done deliberately 150 years ago, it's just the way it's evolved. Our organisation is geared up very much about providing the best possible return to people that need it. So given the volunteer hours, if you add up 3,000 people times, let's say, you know, three to five hours a week times whatever their hours worth, you know, the value to the community each year is pretty substantial. Mm, it's significant. Absolutely. So you're talking a lot about obviously driving change and trying to support those who need it, your companions and helping them through their journey. What is it that you think motivates people to be involved in this journey? So you've got your volunteers, what is it that you think is a key factor that motivates them? And then also the people that donate and support funds, what is it that actually gets people involved? That's a, that's a terrific question. I think the, the range of reasons why people volunteer are probably as broad as the number of volunteers there are. So, so it could well be um, a spiritual connection to the organisation. And we have a lot of people that have a connection to Vinnie's through their, their Catholic spirituality, which is great. For a lot of people, it's just around making a difference and they want to contribute to making the world a better place. And, and we're delighted to provide that vehicle for them. And others, it's a social thing. They like to get involved with a group of people who have a like-minded approach to life and, and do something that's positive. So, and, and Vinnie's is only too happy to provide the vehicle for the vast majority of people to volunteer in the way in which they want to volunteer. Mm. And, and we were talking as well around the CEO sleep out, which I've had the, the absolute privilege of being involved in once before and, and looking forward to doing again this year. Now that is a, a significant fundraiser for your organisation. And what is it that you think that's really motivating those CEOs to get involved? Oh, there's no doubt there's a bit of peer group pressure in that. There's also the opportunity to, to spend time with some, some fantastic people. But I think that the core reason, the, the real reason, is that they can make a difference. They can spend one night, find out a little bit what it's like to be homeless, and generate some money that, it, that will make a tremendous difference to the lives of thousands. And last year I know that one of South Australia's very own, Nick from Bank SA, and obviously the staff from Bank SA was the largest fundraiser um, for Vinnie's in Australia. Is that, is that correct? So, so Nick Reed is the CEO of Bank SA, was the largest fundraiser with the sleep out in Australia, and we're really proud of that, as, as I know Nick is and his staff. So he, he has a, a fantastic approach to our organisation and the reason why we exist. 
So he's absolutely marshaled his staff to support his cause, which of course supports what we do. So there's a lot of engagement between Vinnie's and the staff of Bank SA around what we're trying to achieve. And I'd have to say that the relationship has blossomed to a point where uh, I'd like to think a lot of the staff of Bank SA are absolute advocates for who we are and what we do. That's great. And, and I suppose that's exactly the sort of outcome that the CEO event you're really hoping will achieve because obviously the funds are critical and important, but it's also that relationship and understanding with a wider you know, part of the community that may not have necessarily been part of your community. Is that right? Yeah, so I think that part of the beauty of the CEO sleep out and one of the, the hidden impacts of it is that there's some very influential people that we get the opportunity to have captive for a few hours and we get, then get to let them know what the message is. And the message is around homelessness is not a choice, in essence. So the next day and the next week and the next month, hopefully those people spread amongst their networks, however they choose to communicate, that homelessness is not a choice. And given the experience they've had of sleeping rough, they, they get it in a far more real way than they might have the weeks before. Yeah, I certainly for me found it quite an impactful experience being there and, and spending that night on the street and I'm looking forward to trying to do my bit to help out moving forward. So I think it's a wonderful event. The building of your community, what value do you think that adds to how you're spreading your message and how you're delivering the work that you're doing? Oh, I think it adds enormous value to have an environment that is aware of what work we are doing and the reason why we're doing it. I don't think it can be measured as a fundamental measure of any society, how they treat their poorest, I think is a really significant thing. Mm. Have you had any experience with negativity within your community? And if so, how do you handle that? Oh, certainly. So at last year's CEO Sleep Out, we had a group of people that, that walked past the event and were, were a little bit boisterous. I, I suspect that they were tired and emotional. Um, the media latched onto it and thought it was some sort of protest. So, so we tried to get the message out really clearly that it, in fact wasn't a protest, it might have been some people that were homeless themselves. And the, the impact of what we're trying to do is all about providing support to those people. They weren't upset with us, we were just trying to provide support to them. Mm. And so, you know, on a whole, do you find that your community and the, the communication that you have is positive? You know, that's, that's sort of a once-off type thing? Oh, there's always internal challenge around decisions that, that, that our volunteers might disagree with and, and it might be a pocket that aren't supportive of the White Ribbon campaign, for example, or one reason or another. But by and large, those fears are, are about change themselves rather than the, the decision or the reason why it was made. If we're changing something, we've got to make sure we communicate things in a really clear way and do it with, um, with as much warning as possible. So, so if we remodel a shop, there will certainly be some volunteers involved in that shop that might be concerned about us becoming too commercial. That's not the case at all. The focus will always be on those whom we're serving, our companions, and trying to look after our volunteers. We're just trying to do that in a more commercial way and ensure that there's, there's more funds because without money there's no mission. Which is interesting because to me, I think that taps on the fact that obviously your volunteers are so engaged and have a sense of ownership on this organisation. They feel so passionate. They want to make sure that, you know, it, everything stays true to, to their vinnies, you know, in a way. So I, I suppose that's a wonderful problem to have. Oh, that they, that they are so engaged makes it an absolute privilege to work for an organisation like this. So I, I see myself very much at the bottom of the food chain. I'm trying to support a staff and create an environment for them that lets them do their best work, which provides support to the volunteers, of course, because they're the ones doing the hard yards and they're, 
they're by and large an extraordinary group of people that do some fantastic things. Mm, great. In conclusion, I would like for you to share with me David's be the drop tip. So that's your top communication tip. Um, in terms of the best method, the most effective way to do things is face to face. Really clear, no ambiguity, honest, which at times can be really difficult, but eyeball to eyeball and tell it how it is. As sophisticated as it might be to, to do things electronically and as efficient as it might be, the, the most effective way that we have found is face to face. And whilst that can consumes a hell of a lot of time, that is the way that people like to be communicated with. At the end of the day, all the other stuff is nice and it can be for brief messages that, that don't have much impact. But the things that have the deepest impact in terms of the decisions that have been made and communicating them, but also the way in which the message is received, the best way is face to face. I think that's the most effective way to communicate. Brilliant. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at B underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop, Email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.